Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. There are lots of times in our life when we feel like we're waiting for a miracle, right? And we're just kind of sitting there waiting, and we're struggling in some way, whatever it is, with our health, with our finances, with uh, what is it I'm going to do when I grow up? How long do I have to wait to grow up? You know, whatever the area is, we, we get into struggle and we wait for a miracle. Meanwhile, thinking, yeah, this will happen when pigs fly, <laughs> right? And we don't believe that pigs can ever fly. So we're waiting for a miracle, but we're stuck in waiting mode. We're not actually opening ourselves up to the miracle that we want. So today I want to talk about a formula for how you get from waiting to a miracle to having a life that's filled with miracles. And I was so excited when I was away last weekend, one of those hikes that I was on. This thing just popped in my head, and I said, yes, this is easy. I can do this. T-G-I-F, because you already know that acronym. So sometimes I do acronyms, and then I have to, I hope I remember the whole acronym. <laughs> Never mind what it stands for. But T-G-I-F, we can't forget that. So that's the acronym for, acronym for miracles. T stands for thank. We have to get into a space of gratitude where we are thanking. So we are thanking for whatever that miracle is. Let's take the idea of a new building. We want a new building, and you saw the financial reports last week. If you weren't here last week, there's a kind of a State of the Union um, letter and a financial report on the back table. Help yourself if you're interested in that. But you saw that financially we're not in a position to say, okay, we found this perfect space, wherever that might be, let's rent it. We don't have enough regular income to make that be a sensible financial decision. So as we think about that, and then there's the, the perfect space thing. Where would that perfect space be? Ugh, we don't know. It's so easy to say, oh, there's nothing. There's nothing available in Bend. We're never going to find it. There's a problem with everything. Isn't it easy to get into that kind of thinking? You know, think about things in your own life that you really want that seem out of reach. I remember, I'm going to embarrass her, but I'll do it anyway, my very close friend, Tracia, back there, um, when she moved to Portland, she was moving to Portland, and she's like, oh, from Portland, she, I'm never going to find a house or an apartment, I, you know, it's going to be so hard, and I said, well, it doesn't have to be, and I said, let me just put it on Facebook, <laughs> and so I put it, has anybody got a place, and the next thing you know, like within 24 hours, wasn't it? Um, there was somebody who responded, oh yeah, I've got a place coming, and it's, it's usually there's a waiting list for people that want to get in, but if you know her, she's in. And the real funny part about this is this is one of the people on Facebook that is my friend, but I can't guarantee you I would recognize her if I ran into her. So it's just, it's this web. We're connected to everything that is. 
And so she got a great situation in 24 hours despite thinking it was impossible. What happens when we recognize that it's possible and we get busy thanking for whatever it is? And the thing about thanking is there's thanking for whatever the miracle is that, that we're wanting. Get busy and thank for that first. When in, the, in the Bible, when Jesus is doing all these miracles, look at the formula for what he does. First, he gives thanks. Before all those loaves, loaves and fishes, before Lazarus is raised from the dead, whether or not you believe that sacred story or history, it doesn't really matter. It's a formula for how do you create miracles. You get in the mode of gratitude and you start thanking. So you thank for the miracle that you want, but you also thank. You live your life in a state of gratitude. So there's all kinds of practices out there that you can do. You can, you can start your morning before you even have your feet touch the floor with thinking of three things that you're grateful for and challenge yourself for them to be different than you did before. So, you know, we're all grateful. We're probably grateful that we're actually lying in a bed as opposed to some of the alternatives. <clears throat> we're probably grateful for our families that we live with. We're grateful for our health. You know, those are things that we're always grateful for, although it's nice to think about that with gratitude, but there's all kinds of other things. We're grateful for the sunshine pouring through the window or the way that it, it comes through the leaves of the trees. Or we're thankful for, um, let's say you have a kid who was mouthing off at you the day before and you had kind of a, a struggle with that. Could you be grateful for that, that you actually have this kid? who is developing with perfect, normal um, development. That these conflicts that you have are normal and healthy and a sign of growth. Could you be grateful for that? And no, I'm not talking about you, Max. I'm talking about all these other people that when they were teens, <laughs> or, or their kids that don't come on Sunday. <laughs> Thanking is really important. It's a magnetic energy. There are many ways to thank. So you find your way, but do it. Thank. The G is forgive. So if you think about, you want a miracle, let's think about farming. The miracle is the bumper crop. How are we going to get the bumper crop? We're not going to sit there and pray that the ground magically sprouts. We're going to give of our energy. We're going to plant seeds. We're going to till the soil. We're going to water it. We're going to give it fertilizer. There's all kinds of things that we need to do before the bumper crop shows up. In our lives, we have to be, and it's like gratitude. It isn't just gratitude for that. It's a being in gratitude, and this is a being in generosity. Always looking for where can you give, where can you give, where can you give. 
This is a challenging one because it bumps right into our fear of lack. And there's so many reasons we can give ourselves for why we should not give. But if we aren't giving, we aren't growing. So when we talk about this whole thing with the building committee, the building fund, the argument is that it's separate because it's a business thing. It's, it's a building fund. And, and maybe that's the right decision. I'm, I'm not saying it, has, it can't be one or the other. But, but the argument that we wouldn't tithe on it because it's business seems strange to me. Because business is about creating something that's moving, right? It's creating activity. It's a flowing thing. It's a growing thing. You look at people like Nelson Rockefeller, for example, and many people who are really successful business people, they give. They give and they give and they give. And it's easy to say, oh yeah, but they've got a lot of money. I don't have a margin. Or if we talk about the, the building fund, well, we don't have that much money in the building fund, so we can't afford to give from it. That is buying into lack. The whole principle with tithing is that you give a portion, a regular portion that you don't stop and think about. You don't look at your checkbook and say, uh, I've only got this much, so I can afford this much. You take a percentage. 10% is what is typical. But if 10% doesn't work for you, take a different percent. But the point is, you take a percentage and you do it on a regular basis so that you don't give yourself room to go into lack. If you're basing it on sensory data, like how much is in my checkbook, then you're going to more easily fall into lack and say, there's not enough. And then you become a stand for not enough. What we want to do, we want to embody prosperity in our lives. We are a prosperous community. And so we have to get into a place where we practice just being generous. So if you look in your wallet when you come on Sunday and you say, oh, all right, I've got a 20 and a 1. I'm probably going to need some coffee later, so I'll give the 1. You know, then that's not generosity. Although I can certainly understand if that's all that's in your wallet. But, and that's why we have online giving, so you never run into that problem. But it's, it's something where our world is mired in lack. When we talked about that whole program with From Light to Shadows, which by the way, on the back table, I have more information now, and you can pick that up if you're interested. Um, what, our world is mired in lack. And when we think about wars, which we all abhor, why are there wars? Because of lack. If people didn't feel lack, they would not go to war. So 
as a spiritual community, one of our missions is to counteract this idea of lack. And so when we tithe, when we give, and if you're giving here, you're giving to this mission that we have. Yes, it will keep lights on and all of that, but you're giving to the mission. We want to be able to offer all these exciting programs, and, and they take some money because somebody's creating them, and we want to pay them for their, their energy that they're putting forth into the world. And so it takes money to do that. And so when you give, you want to give from a place of I am. I am all that is. How could I be in a state of lack? The fact that my checkbook is limited is just I haven't been able to focus my, my knowing of who I am on that checkbook. But I can. I can with the support of my community. And this action of tithing is a way to do that. That is why you do it. You do it for selfish reasons, your own growth. Yes, we as a community are beneficiaries of what you do, but you do it, I do it, for personal growth. Because I want to live in a state of generosity. I want to identify with source, and source is constantly giving. I mean, picture it. Whatever your idea of source is, would source be something that says, uh, I don't know if I have enough? I mean, that's a ridiculous idea, whether your source is a god in the heavens or it's an energy field. How could it be not enough? It's infinite. And so when we identify with lack, we are making a separation between ourselves and source. And we don't want to do that. We want to connect with source. So giving is a way that we do that. The I in TGIF is for intent. We have to decide what it is we intend to do. We have to have a vision for it. We have to stay focused on the vision and not be swayed by it. So, for example, we have a vision for a, a building that's more centrally located. But if somebody says, oh, yeah, but there aren't any places that are affordable in Bend, and we say, oh, okay, we've taken our eye off of our vision. Just like in sports, you know, if you take your eye off the ball, you're going to miss it. We all know that. So we have to keep our I, I on our intention. And with intention, it implies I'm going to do something. It doesn't mean try. We're not going to try. Yoda taught us all that. <laughs> because intend comes from source. It's the creator saying, let there be light, let there be plants, whatever it is. It's, it's the creative energy moving through us, and we say, let there be, boom, whatever it is. Let there be a beautiful building centrally located that allows us to grow as a community. Let there be a job for me that makes me so excited to get out of bed every morning that I...
I'm setting my alarm earlier and earlier. Let there be a life partner for me that makes my heart sing that I can spend the rest of my days with. Let there be a fullness of, of financial flow for me so that I can do all the things that I want to do in this world and not feel hobbled by lack. No, we are powerful creators. Whatever it is that we want to do, we can make it happen. If we are in the mode of spiritual authority intending what we want, and we have greased the wheels with gratitude and generosity. And finally, F is feeling. Kevin talks about this all the time when he talks about prayer. It can't be anemic. You got to do it with feeling, with gusto. Let the emotions be in there. So right now, think about something that you are so grateful for. It's like, oh my God, if nothing else happened in my life, this would have been worth my incarnation. So it might be something like you think about one of your children, the one you like best, you know. <laughs> uh, you, you think about one of your children, or you think about a conversation you had with somebody that just was so heart-opening, or you think about a, a partner you had, or the first person you ever fell in love with, you know, way back when, even though it didn't work out that, that falling in love was so sweet. Everybody's got something. Think of something right now. And notice where you feel it in your body when you think about it. And just keep focusing on that sensation and let that sensation grow stronger and stronger. So maybe you feel it in your heart. Maybe you feel it, sorry, maybe you feel it on your cheek. Maybe you feel it in your belly. You can put your hand on that spot. And just imagine, Terry Hawkins used to call this your G-spot, whatever it was, the, the place that you felt the gratitude. And so what you do then is you keep focusing on that. It starts out with that thing that you're grateful for, but you train yourself to feel the sensation of gratitude, the physical sensation of it, so that you can be walking through the aisles of the, the grocery store and you just touch your G-spot and you feel gratitude. Not for whatever it is in the aisle that you're walking by, but you're just being in gratitude. It's really powerful. Remember a couple weeks ago I was talking about the need to heal your dog? So it's like you, you touch that spot and you heal yourself away from the negative thinking and back to gratitude, which is where you want to live. Imagine our lives if we lived in gratitude. It's like if you put meat in a marinade, it changes the flavor and the texture of it, right? We want to marinate 
and gratitude and generosity. We want to feel it. If we do that, if we live from gratitude and generosity, if we know ourselves as as source and we intend what we want to create and we feel the possibility, then guaranteed we are being all that we are meant to be and pigs will probably fly. <laughs>